Good morning. Good morning. And grace and peace to you. As you can see, you have no tickets this morning. I changed my lesson, and uh, I pray God will be with me in this. I'm not apologizing because uh, I think it's, it's what's on my heart and should be what's on your heart, uh, thinking about the situation in Ukraine and our brothers and sisters there. Um, I was thinking this is probably more like it was back in the day in the first century and the second century and on when there was actual persecution of the church and there wasn't these very nice planned worship services that everything went smoothly in 60 minutes and everybody got to go to the restaurant to eat. <clears throat> that when they showed up on Sunday morning, there might have been someone missing. And they wanted to know, where's, where's Brother Zachariah? And somebody said, they came and got him. These things are the reality of life. The devil's at work. He's always at work in whatever way he can be at work to disrupt, destroy, kill, cause suffering, and turn people against God. And so we have to ever be mindful of that. No matter how good we might have it, you know, looking forward to spring here, nice afternoon, praise the Lord, we have that blessing. But like Mike prayed, so many people don't. And right now, the people in Ukraine do not have that. I'm going to read the email I got from Slava. Now, I think most of you know, but just to be sure, Slava is the minister in Nipro in Ukraine whom we support and have for over 10 years. And I'd emailed him. First of all, to find out if the email was still working, and then to find out how, how you're doing, what's going on, what, what's the situation in your town in Nipro. So he wrote back, thank you very much. And I'm, I'm just going to read this in his, his English, so you get a sense. So he's, you can communicate with Slava, but his English is not the best, but... And I hope I can get through this. Please pray for me. It's quiet now in our city. And we bought bread, finally, to go to the grocery store four times. And we have bread. We have enough food. Stores work. There are some problems with cash. And not all the stores use bank transactions. ATB is work and I could use the Visa card. We talk with church members and all is okay as it can be in the situation. Here is a curfew. I talk with my coworkers, how they 
How are they? Because they are spread in Ukraine, and he lists five different places they are. The most dangerous zone now are Kiev and Sumy and South, but Russians still continue their invasion. Our military, uh, give them fight. We proud them and help them as we can. In the evening, government turn out the light outside on the streets to give opportunity to our military. A lot of people try to leave Ukraine and they are on the border, but here is a mobilization. I think you know well what's happening here through the news. It's a terrible situation, and I couldn't imagine imagining that I will teach my son how to evacuate from bombing, and it can be real in any time. And that we will talk about war and the reasons of it. We talked with parents, and Slava's parents live in the same, I'm sorry, Helen's parents live in the same building, and Helen's his wife, and Slava's parents also live in Nipro uh, in another area. We talked with parents about moving to western Ukraine, but they said it's too hard for them and how to leave everything what they have in 70 years. Nino, Nino, that's Helen's mother, celebrate her birthday today. There is no party, of course. They say, you go and we will stay. David start crying because he loved their grandparents. He will not leave them here. We will not leave them here, of course. And we need to bring about what to do with all of this and how to help our country to protect against that angry and psyche Russian president. Nipro is a relatively safe place for now. As I said before, there are two explodes when war starts, Russian damaged our airport. And I'm not sure about safely, safety because we are near Donetsk, about 200 kilometers. I don't know. Pray God for all of these. We try don't think about situation too much, but pray and try to do something or we will fall into bad emotional condition. Helen has a terrible headaches and use a lot of medicine. Thank you for prayers. We love you. We pray God to stop Putin. P.S. I will send these messages to Don and Jerry. P.P.S. If it's possible, I want to ask you to give some money support for Galia, Marina, and Anna. Irina with children could escape to Prague, that's the Czech Republic, and she has gone there. They are safe. Please. I've got three scriptures here I just want to go through a little bit. I don't know, uh, like I said, what much else to say. Jeremiah 18, if you want to turn there. Just looking at the world. As Mike prayed also that 
God is authority over all, and he grants authority. Gives an authority to the man in the home, to elders in the church, to government leaders over people. All that authority comes from him. In fact, in our reading, we had this morning before the table, what did Jesus say? You wouldn't have any authority over me, Pilate, except it came from above. We need to always remember that. But we see people abuse that authority. They abuse it all the time. They think they can do whatever they want to do. And they don't care about hurting people, stealing from people, causing people to suffer, to die, to obtain their own ends. We see it in this country, we see it now over in Ukraine, and we see it in families, and it's a shame. And of course, there will be justice in the end, and God will hold people accountable for what they've done with the authority that he has given them. Jeremiah 18, I'm going to start in verse 1. This is when... uh, Nebuchadnezzar was coming and Judah would eventually go into captivity because God had had enough of their sins and wickedness. And Jeremiah, the the weeping prophet, as he's often called, is trying to get the people, if you will, to surrender to Nebuchadnezzar because that was God's will. But they wouldn't do it. They kept saying, well, the temple of God's here. God will never let Nebuchadnezzar take the temple. But God had other ideas. He wanted the people to repent and truly learn what it was to be a righteous person and to serve the Lord. And, of course, in his wisdom, he understood that would not happen unless they lost it all and went into captivity. And they did. Jeremiah 18.1, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will announce my words to you. I love how God teaches so much in life lessons. And we've encouraged parents over and over again, when something happens in life, take the opportunity to teach your child about what's going on. There are lessons that that really stick in the mind. People remember these things. So he says, go down to the potter's house, you know, where they make all the pots and the bowls and the cups. He says, oh, I'll talk to you there. And then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something on the wheel. Uh, You've seen pictures of that. Maybe you've done it yourself. Spinning that wheel with the wet clay, trying to make something. He said, but the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. It wasn't coming out right. Whatever it was, it just wasn't working. So he collapsed the whole thing back into the, to the, the pile there. And he started over. That's the lesson. 
Did you see Jeremiah, what he did, what happened? Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as this potter does? Can I do the same thing? Declares the Lord, Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If I see that you are marred beyond changing, beyond correction, then I have to start over. I start over with you, but I have to start over. And it's very painful. And that whole piece, whatever it was, pot, was crushed back into the, the blob of clay to start over. Verse 7. At one moment I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to uproot, to pull down, or to destroy it. And that would be because of its evil or wickedness. No, in this whole scenario, we're not saying Ukraine is without its problems or hasn't had some terrible leaders because they have had. But in the situation, what they've experiencing here has been unprovoked. They've done nothing to cause Russia to move against them. Verse 8, if that nation against which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity I plan to bring on it. I think we all remember the story of Jonah, right? Jonah was told, go cry out against Nineveh, the sins are great. And uh, Jonah didn't want to. Of course, he ended up having to go after his time in the belly of the fish. And uh, lo and behold, Nineveh repented. And God did not bring the calamity. And Jonah was upset about that. But that's exactly what God is saying here. Verse 9, or at another moment I might speak concerning a nation, concerning a king, to, to build up or to plant it. Said so they're doing good, I'm going to bless them. But if it does evil in my sight by not obeying my voice, then I will think better of the good with which I had promised to bless it. I think this might be where the United States is right now. That we have been drifting away from God and doing a lot of evil on a national scale. I don't, I don't know God's mind. But these are the words of God concerning nations. I don't know what's on God's mind right now about Mr. Putin in Russia. I hope he's thinking we need some justice here. We need to stop this man. But he's in God's hands. Let's go back to Psalm 2. These are all along the same line. This is just my thinking last night as I was pondering all of this. And 
thinking how people get caught up in the schemes of those in power. If you read the entire book of Jeremiah, you'll, you'll, you'll find that out. There are many innocent people, good people, who still suffered because of the leaders and the majority who were evil and when God said you have to go into captivity. There were still good people in Judah. Jeremiah was still in Judah. But he suffered greatly because of the sins and evil of the other people. And sometimes that happens. It can't be avoided. And we just have to trust God and be patient and hold fast. That's another thing to pray for our brothers and sisters over there. I think I did back in the, before we uh, came out to begin the service. But they do not lose their faith. But they remain strong through all of this, no matter what happens to them, if they're, they have to flee or what, whatever, that they don't turn on God. Because these are the, the moments when a lot of people will lose their faith and say, God, you didn't protect me. God, you didn't help. And I'm done with you. It can happen. Psalm 2. Of course, the psalm in general is about the Christ, God setting the Christ on the throne, his anointed one to rule over the nations. I love this psalm. The more you read scripture, the more you find a lot of scripture you love. You know that? I hope you're reading scripture every day, studying it every day, learning to love the word of God, all these truths. Psalm 2.1, why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? <laughs> there is so much good truth here. Nations are almost always in an uproar. Because they're not satisfied. They're not serving the Lord. They're not patient. They're not appreciating what they have. Somebody always wants more. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed, saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. This is the picture of, of uh, the Christ. When Jesus came on the earth, Jesus of Nazareth, and the picture is, you know, the Jews didn't want him, and the Gentiles crucified. That's the picture here. They took counsel together. We just heard some of that in our reading. Crucify him. Crucify. Away with him. I love the next verse. But he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. What are you going to do? You can't fight against God. Oh, you can, but you lose every time. Every time you lose, you can't beat God. God says, I'm going to do it no matter what you do. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. It's done. Even though you crucified him, he's king. He's sitting at my right hand now, ruling in his kingdom. And he's the ruler of the kings of the earth. Isn't that something? Even though he was, they killed him 
he still accomplished God's will. Fantastic. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son today, I have begotten you. Ask of me, I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. And he stands to inherit everything. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Think pottery, which we just read. Now, therefore, O kings, show discernment, that is wisdom, understanding. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry and you perish in the way. We can anger God. Nations can anger God. And he'll bring them down. For his wrath may soon be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 1. Verse 4. A picture of what was about to unfold, not only through these seven churches, but throughout the, the known world at the time was soon to come. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you in peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. He's a faithful witness. That means he told us the truth. We talked about truth. Well, we talk about truth a lot. We were going to talk about truth. Lord willing, we'll have that lesson next week, the word of truth. How much the world needs the word of truth to understand about God and his son. He's still the answer, isn't he? He's still the answer. Firstborn of the dead, he's the one who will take us on into eternity and give us life eternal. And ruler of the kings of the earth, even as we saw there in Psalm 2, he is the ruler. Sometimes we wonder maybe what the Lord is doing, but he is the ruler, and he is working. We cannot doubt that. He allows, to me, and this is my opinion, it seems in my 70-some years of being around and observing and studying history, God allows nations and people to go so far. He is very long-suffering. But there comes a point when he says enough. I've had it. And then you have to pay. He has made us to be a kingdom. We studied about the kingdom not too long ago. We are in that kingdom if we're in Christ. 
priest to his God and Father. We offer up those praises and those good works to him. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. It will happen. It will happen. Could be in our day. Might be a thousand years from now. But it will happen. And those who have not served him, they'll, they'll mourn. They'll understand there was a God. Jesus was the Christ and was ruling. And there is justice coming. Justice for all. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. He who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Brothers and sisters and friends, you can't fight with that. Somebody has been here since the beginning. He's here now. And he'll be here forever. The Almighty. God bless you. God bless Ukraine. And please pray for our brothers and sisters there and all the people, all who are suffering. Pray for Mr. Putin and all his circle of advisors that he will stop this madness. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. For more from Jeff Kent and the Shadyside Church of Christ, please go to our website at cfcshadyside.com. There you can access our entire library of Sunday church lessons and Jeff's weekly blog. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Shadyside Church of Christ. Remember, all are welcome. Thanks again. Have a blessed week.